If you're listening, then it's after Christmas. Yes. That time of year is gone. This is the voice of Christmas past. Santa has made his dash and all your leftovers are trash. If you're listening, <laughs> then it's after Christmas. This is not a brand new show. The jigsaw is still gone, so leave us the hell alone <laughs> and enjoy this best of episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderful. You wrote, you wrote that yourself? <laughs> I did. I what did. a singer songwriter you are. Submit me to the Grammys now. Listen. Submit me to the Grammys now. Welcome right. back, kind of, but not really. You're right. Um, we're still on vacation, as the song suggests. But Brian and I just wanted to come back and give y'all something. We decided, you know what? We something. can't leave the people with nothing. Right. It's a season of giving. It's a season of giving. So while you did not have an episode during the Christmas week, we're going to give you this one. And we're just going to chronicle all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, the best of the the intros, the best of the billboards, mm-hmm. all of the obituary announcements, Brian. Oh, gosh. Well, maybe not all of them because we don't want to do that. But... <laughs> You know, the best of all, this this is our best of mm-hmm. episode. It is. It is. And, and we have a great show, so it's going to be a really good best of. We've got some memorable moments about, you mm-hmm. know, spitting in folks' mouths and <laughs> hotels and oh, yes. all the things, you know. All the things. Just lay up top me and do my thing. That, that was this year. <laughs> yeah, that was this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Great time, great time. Yeah, y'all, you remember the time we, we told the people about all the things they were doing except getting the vax? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. moments like that. Okay, <laughs> that's a good. One. Moments okay. like, moments like. You remember one. our conversation with Gangsta Boo? Oh, did, did I ever? <laughs> Lola Mitchell herself. We had conversations <laughs> with uh, Kevin on stage this year. We had, mm-hmm. Kev, we had conversations Angel. with Exit uh, That Chick Angel. Who else we have conversations with this year? Mm-hmm. We have Chef D. Arthur. Chef Diotha, shout out to Chef. Some of our friends, Jen Trotter, John Wood, um, great people. Brandy, our resident therapist, who comes on the show. Yeah. Um, the the young ladies are our new sister podcast. Uh, oh yeah, of the Sufficiently Black podcast. Sufficiently Black. Mm-hmm. Our 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 brothers. Uh, I said we can't forget our homies Charles and Chancy. Mm-hmm. AF podcast. <laughs> yeah, we love those boys. Um, so yes, me and Brian are still resting and relaxing, but promise, we, we promise you. That 2022, we are coming with a bang. We are. And it is going to be something that you want to tap into and tell all your friends and their mama and them and their uncles and their aunties um, to tap into as well. But we thought that we would give you a live intro so you could hear our voice to make sure that we are still in the land of the living. Yeah. Out that, my God, that God is still being kind. <laughs> you want to prophesy something over the new year? Nope. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, then it's after Christmas, as the song suggests. <laughs> Oh, so with that being said, I'm still accepted. Brian, anything else you want to give the people before we hop off? No, nah, I was going to try to pull a, a, a theme out of my butt, uh, okay, 2022, well, we'll, but I can't figure out what the preacher's going to say this year. I don't know. 2022. New you in 2022? <laughs> it's a new oh, yeah. you in 2022. That's it. That's the word for the, of the Lord. Ooh, new Brian, you in 2022. Well, if you remember the last official episode, we said it was betting on us. Mm-hmm. So 2022 is the year all about you. Yeah. Glory. And that's the thing. Okay, God. But that being said, I'm still accepted. Y'all get into this recap episode. 
Bye-bye now. Love y'all. See y'all next year. <laughs> Get dope out your veins. Uh, okay. And hope in your brain. <laughs> okay. You will never get anywhere smoking the pipe. Never. You want to get your lesson I want to be smart in school? Get away from the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get a close to God. Find yourself a church home. <laughs> oh, that was a commercial of Up From The World from Brother James Salton, a prayer house of deliverance ministries in Memphis. It came on in the 90s. In the 90s. Okay. And I ran across it. And um, welcome to the GSL Podcast. The That's how we're John Rogers today. I am Brother James Salton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am J. Drew Sheard. <laughs> oh, mighty God. And welcome to another edition of the Cheeks. Of the Wait a minute. I Rocky Macriano, the minute he was 76 years old. Joe Louis always <laughs> He laughed about his age all the time. One time, Fetch Nasha came here and sat in his chair. I said, Frank, you ain't got Joe Louis. Just between me and you. How old is Joe Louis? You know what Fetch Nasha told me? He said, hey, Joe Louis is 137 years old. 137 years old. Brian, what is that movie? Oh, come on, dude, really? <laughs> it's coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest depictions of friendships, and that's what we're all about here. Me and Brian are friends. Uh-huh. And we, we are. are your favorite Casa Negros. It is a great day to be black, my brother. And it always. It is. Um, I woke up this morning melanated and just chocolatey, and God, God, God shined on me. Shine <laughs> on me. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you could go there. Yeah, shine on me. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. You, you feeling good in your spirit? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yes. 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 So, uh, you know, a thing happened to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like we made it. We, I feel we, like I we're, we did. We're many celebrities. So we are. You know, last week Brian blessed us with a song of the week and threw it to I me. Did. By playing a uh, particularly a southern hip hop classic mm-hmm. um, entitled "Where Dim Dollars At" mm-hmm. by um, uh, Lola Mitchell, better known as mm-hmm. Gangsta Boo, mm-hmm. and you know every Monday, customary to our marketing practices, we we let you Negroes know mm-hmm. what the song of the week is, so that you can jam, yep. add it to your playlist, get them numbers up, get them numbers up, right? Brian, what did Lola do? Well, <laughs> she shared. She shared it. She shared it. She shared it. She shared it. You know, a lot of the celebrities don't. You know, they be ignoring our stuff. They, they know, do. And, that, and that's fine. That's okay. They look we, at it sometimes, but yeah, they don't actually share. We talk to ourselves in the DM, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. How be ever? Lola mm-hmm. said, uh-uh. I appreciate it. And she shouted us out. So I would like to congratulate you, brother, for being, you know, the, you know. the, the the Mike Conley, the Steph Curry of the podcast, and throwing and giving me the assist. <laughs> I, just, I threw the alley oop. You threw it, it and you I know, you know, you know, you you hear these sports references because it's <laughs> mm-hmm. a thing. I hear it. It's a, it's I hear a thing. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to make sure, you know, you quarterback <laughs> that thing. You threw it to me. I threw it. To you, you know, you were my Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, oh, ooh, well, we are gonna okay. make it black. We are gonna make it black. You know, you were, you know, you were uh, Mike Vick before the scandal. <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> You you were that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I caught it. I was T.O. I was, what's another you, wide receiver? You, you going With back Je- to Jerry Rice. <laughs> I was, 1990s. Um, you know, um, 
Somebody, Brian, help me out here. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> I'm going to let you do your thing. No, bro. Uh, okay. I'm going I'm to give you a current black quarterback. You are uh, Mahomes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Patrick. I'll, we'll Patrick? accept that. Mm, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick? Okay, Patrick mm. Mahomes. And I am, um, hmm, um, Wait a minute. Hmm. Wait a second. Do <laughs> what them dollars at? <laughs> dollars at? This, this is our wait music. Dollars at? <laughs> dollars at? Dollars at? Dollars at? Dollars at? But I'm getting heavy. Understand me, baby. It's gangsta boo. Now let me tell you about something about this lady mm-hmm. named Boo. Okay. Um, wow, I, I see what you're doing there. You see what I'm doing? Yeah, you see what you see what I'm doing? You see what I'm doing? I see what you're doing. Let's see. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, that wasn't successful. Okay, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> you want me to help no, you out? No, I don't want you to help me out. I am the curator of Josh Rogers' athletic abbreviations, and you and I, you are Patrick Mahomes. These are separate teams, but I am Amari Cooper. Okay. okay. <laughs> I had to find it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just throw me a bone sometimes. I mean, you asked to help, but I denied that help. So, you know. Uh, but anyway. Anyway, you mm-hmm. we did that. Y'all get we the analogy. That. We did mm-hmm. that. We sure did. <laughs> and a rap legend. Rap legend. Acknowledged Icon. us. A- acknowledged us. So, we're feeling famous. We are. We're somebody. You know, if you want our autograph, let us know. Please let us know. Um, we got it. Send me money, <laughs> flood my DMs, flood my All comments. The All the things. I want to feel love tomorrow. Okay. I want to feel love tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm doing Perfect. good, bro. I'm in good spirits. Great spirits. I'm glad you're in great spirits. You know, you you talked about all that stuff that you plan on doing and and living in the fullness of life. And I was like, oh, he he's probably gonna be out here hoeing, but he's married. So, oh, oh, I'm know. married. <laughs> I was married. You sounded like somebody who was just you know going to say, you know, this year I'm just you know. Yeah, I was gonna have oh, my rotation. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm committed. My peen is for a party of one, and she's upstairs. <laughs> God bless her. God bless her. Oh, she's blessed. God bless her. Speaking of speaking of peen, she's blessed. <laughs> oh, she ain't got to deal with uh, what is the PPP? What is it called last gotta, week? She ain't got to deal with no puny peen, Peter. <laughs> I'm Jango Jango, of, Jango um, Josh. <laughs> Jango Jango. <laughs> Where the keys at? Jingle Jangle Josh. I'm Jingle Jangle Josh. Last week was a listener letter. Last week was a listener letter. Demita Joe. Demita Joe. I did. So I've been on a boy band binge today. Mm -hmm. I was from Drew Hill to Jagged Edge to Joe to C to 112 back to Drew Hill. Mm. And I was listening to tell me. You know, their most popular here. Mm-hmm. They do the jump and the hops. Tell me mm-hmm. what you want. There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was listening to some of the lyrics, paying attention to them. And one particular ad okay. lib that Cisco does, he says, do you want him or me? So, Brian, I'm asking you, is is this a song of infidelity? Is this a song of, because of, I thought the song was like, Tim, how can I please you? How can I give you the things that you want? But that one particular mm-hmm. line in the ad lib made me like, where did the other fella come from? How was that relevant so, to the song? Maybe it's okay. a they're fighting for a girl's heart. A girl's heart, and maybe? she has to decide, do you want mm. me? Like, I'm giving you all these things. 
Mm. Is it that you want me or do you want the other person? Mm-hmm. Probably the person that was sleeping in the bed. Oh, but that was that wasn't a him. That was a her. Watched the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they flipped that one on us, didn't they? they didn't they? But I said, "All right, girls." Little mm. lesbian action. All right, I, but I say she got good taste, though. <laughs> I don't blame you, sis. <laughs> so, okay, that's all. I just wanted to know because I know you're the resident R '90s R&B expert on the show. Yes. So I wanted to bring that to you, since the same way you brought to me your confusion about two chains. <sighs> I was. Lyrics. I mean, confused. <laughs> I mean, confused. <laughs> Brian was confusion. He did not <laughs> understand two changes verse, and you don't want no problems. I I said that the song is about you don't want no problems. He ain't said nothing about no problems. Like not a thing about problems. But it is. It talks about problems. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, you got to tell me. You're I, two trains. Expert. I am a Two Chains fan. I am a Chance the Rapper fan. Mm-hmm. Two Chains says, "You old Petey Pablo, take your shirt off, wave right head like a helicopter. Mm-hmm. I ain't putting no weed in my blunt. All you do is smoke tobacco. <laughs> Where did you get them from? Jesus said he made them. My nigga chasing bounty hunters and getting chased by that baby mama. My first tap was on my stomach. Got a pocket full of money and a uh-huh. full of ideas. Some of it may sound weird. Inside of the Maybach look like came out of Ikea. Rushed like diarrhea. <laughs> Yo, pots. No pasta. I, I, I'm high, Captain. I'm so high. Mm-hmm. Me and God that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is my bliss. Mm-hmm. This is my passion. Mm-hmm. School, of hard. School of hard knocks. I take nine, I take nine classes. classes. <laughs> I love that line, though. I love that line. That blesses me. So, <laughs> you know, now that I'm repeating it out loud, you know, I know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brian. Let's, let's move on because we're not. we not. There will be no. There will be no two chain slander on this show. Not on this that, show. That's actually my favorite verse on the song. I, it's, I like, it just comes I'm, in so strong. You old Peter Pablo, take your shirt off, wave my head like a helicopter. I ain't putting no weed in my blunt. All you do is smoke tobacco. Right. It, it don't match. The but, thing is, it's it's a great verse. It's the best verse on a song, but uh-huh. it's just it don't match unless you say he's comparing like, oh, you do tobacco, I do weed or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah. want to. I think because he does. Well, wait a minute, let's bring it. He does give us several parallels to his life versus the whoever this person he's talking to. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the no problems, mm-hmm. right? Do you not see my life? You don't want mm-hmm. problems with me, fam. Mm-hmm. Right. I took night class at the School of Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what problem with me? I, and I got the Lord on my side. Right. And then he said, inside of the Maybach, look clan came out of Ikea. I don't know what that means at all. Because <laughs> that means he has a lot of piecemeal furniture in there. I don't, I don't, Listen, I don't know what that means. Put it, put, it, put, it, put it together yourself. Put it together myself. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Missing screws and whatnot. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I put together a TV stand that's been put together for nine years, and I said there's a pack of screws still hanging on the back of it. I don't know what. Don't know where they go. And then it moved from three different houses, and it's still together and survived. So the Lord, the the Lord was with me. The Lord was with me. All right, brother. All right. You're ready to to the blessed report and talk about some black excellence. So ready. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. You see? Right now. 
All right, we are at the Bless Up Report where we talk about how great black people are. And um, this is something we can do every single day because black people just do great stuff every single day. We every don't day? have the time, the hours, the, the fingers on our hands, all the things you can think of the count uh, to the ability to talk about how great black people are. So we're excited about the Bless Up Report. So today we are going to bless up sauce. Vernon G and Jeremiah Riggins or Regis. I'm gonna say Regis. Uh, mm-hmm. So organic, so suave, sauce. Someone cue Drake. Way too sexy. I'm, I'm too sexy. Too sexy. Too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too sexy for that trap. Too sexy for that rap. Too sexy for. It. I'm never too sexy for the wop. Um, <laughs> never too sexy for the wop. What am I not too sexy for? I'm not too sexy for. Duh. I'm not too sexy for this money. Not too sexy for this money. Not too sexy <laughs> for uh uh slurping. Whoa, come on, oh, somebody. You never too sexy for that gawk <laughs> three thousand. That, <laughs> that throat. <laughs> that that neck slanging. I'm never too oh, sexy baby, for that. I'm trying to get to know you. <laughs> throat, baby. Yes. Yeah, I'm not never too sexy for that now. Go ahead. <laughs> However, the Lord blesses you. Yes, All and right. I got a blank canvas. So you hey, hey. it's smooth and no hairballs. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Hang, read this. Hang on, the call. <laughs> Pulling out hairs and everything. And it's clean. It's clean. Won't he make you clean? Inside. Won't he make, make you? you? Yeah. Down inside, tell me, Laden. I just had to go back and do that. <laughs> That's not even the same song. <laughs> I know it ain't. Tell me, Tell me, It is the New worst ad lib <laughs> in the history tell of ad lib. Oh Jesus! Okay, so let me go back. Okay. Let me go back. Let's, let's get back to it. Sauce. So <laughs> sauce. So organic. So suave. Sauce. Um, Self care and beard line launched as means to authentic- authentically present in the world. The founders took the first step to personal freedom. Uh, was prioritizing self-care and growing his beard uh, to its deserved glory. Thick, full, and powerful. That sounds like, you know, a, a, a pornography description. <laughs> hey. Thick, full, powerful. powerful. <laughs> Come on, describe me, Lord. Um, <laughs> um, he leveraged the raw, raw It's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the intoxication of it all. <laughs> He he leveraged the raw ingredients for grooming success. All right. Okay. They talking about themselves. This is what they said about them. Right. (laughs) And as a result, unlocked true self-care. Now he is committed to helping others take the first step towards personal freedom and optimal self-care with products from beard care to wave creams to body butter and soaps. There's something for every man to dig into to their best self. Check out their products by visiting the website at soosd.co and tell them the Jigsaw Podcast sent you. So this this is so organic, so suave, sauce. And this is Vernon G and Jeremiah Regis. And Josh has given them the two kisses to them, a two-finger kiss. Uh, so Mickey Guyton. Um, before today, I've never heard of her. Um, this first black woman to host the ACM Awards, just the uh, American country music awards which is you know makes sense why i did not know her (laughs) off of just the name uh, Mm -hmm. but i have seen her before um so according to because of them we can gotten wild viewers last year with her performance of what are you gonna tell her 
in a beautiful white gown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shout out to Riri. Beautiful gowns. All beautiful the gowns. gowns. Beautiful gowns. What do you think about Nicki Minaj? Mm. Gowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's this video out there. Pause for the calls. There's this video out there uh, circulating on like Instagram, and it just shows all of the messy comments that Aretha Franklin has made over the years. And it is plentiful. It is amazing. It <laughs> gives me all the life. Um, so she wore this brief white ground, uh, gown, uh, crooning out melodic verses while country legend Keith Urban played the piano. Back then, she made history as the first black woman to perform at the show in its 50-year history. Wow. So country music is still <laughs> I mean, trying behind. to come from, <laughs> come from Jim Crow, okay? Uh, doing it while pregnant with her first child. So this is some on some black women do everything um, better than everybody else. She was pregnant. Shout out Beyonce, love on top. It's a shout out to Serena winning Wimbledon pregnant. <laughs> what can black women do? Um, so Gaten, uh, Guyton uh, graced the stage again at this year's 63rd annual Grammy Awards performing her single Black Like Me while earning her first Grammy nomination. I love the song Black Like Me because you're in a, uh, a country music industry that ain't nobody black like you. Nobody. Uh, Aaron so, Neville. Is he, is he still? Is he? <laughs> has he gone up to glory? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He had that big old mole in his face and his voice is always quivery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to derail you like that, Brian. <laughs> and and, and no, no lie though, in this, I know I know who the person that sings this song, but I thought you could you couldn't tell me that um, Aaron Neville wasn't singing um, on John P. Key stand. I decided. Oh, oh that's yeah. Stand. It sounds yeah, like Aaron Neville. Just like him, yeah. I was like, look at Aaron Neville singing gospel. <laughs> um, that's new to the end of there. Well, I don't know. This is what happens. We just start talking. <laughs> So we have a good one. We have some time to celebrate. Bless up to Morris Brown College here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, and I'm Morris going Brown. to Yeah, I'm going to list what the thing is at the end. I'm going to kind of go through some history on who okay. Morris Brown is. For those that do not know. Okay, so Morris Brown College was established in 1881 by black folks, African Americans affiliated with the AME Church. Um Morris Brown is rich in history. For those that may or may not know, it's marching band the marching wolverines was featured in the 2002 box office hit drumline uh morris brown also has some notable alumni which include civil rights activist hosea williams pulitzer prize winning author james allen mcpherson comedian some more and this one is one of the greatest uh, alumni of any college or university uh this is your spiritual godmother joshua uh you can't be. You, nope. <laughs> you can't say who I'm thinking about to say. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it is uh, American television personality, entrepreneur, and from the Housewives of Atlanta, Lanithia. Lanithia, <laughs> Nene Leaks is listed as an alumni, notable of, alumni, a notable alumni. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what a footnote. <laughs> notable alumni. Of the Morris Brown College. So, Morris Brown College has a great li- a history. However, in the early 2000s... <laughs> are you shocked? You know, I, I don't know that Lanithia... Does, does Lanithia have papers? Many guys, I don't know. Because that's what a- makes you an alumni. <laughs> Listen. Like, Bobby Valentino attended 
mm-hmm. Clark Atlanta. You know, Eva from the um, the modeling show attended. Mace, you know, there, you know, did Mace ever graduate? Yeah. Mace ain't graduate. You know what I'm saying? There's some other people who attended like Morehouse, mm-hmm. um, and spell, but you know, but to say an alumni, you yeah, go ahead because I'm just, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna get hung up on them. Well, Shout out to Nene. Howard is one of the schools that has plenty of alumni. Terrence J. Did it? They, I mean, they, Marlon, no Marlon Wayans. We, we go, we can go no all the way down the list. No degrees. <laughs> Y'all went there. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> however, you know, Morris Brown has his rich history. But however, in the early 2000s, after a financial audit, it was revealed that Morris Brown's money was funny and his change was strange. I mean, just out here like the bishops. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, they sub- sub- <laughs> they lost their accreditation because, you know, it was just a mess. But here after 20 years. Uh, folks coming through that college with papers that was worth the paper that you wipe your butt with, right? They regained their accreditation. Mm-hmm. So now the diplomas are legit. They mean something. They mean something. So J. Anthony Brown is smiling from the banister of heaven, <laughs> giggling like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> Anthony Brown ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> Purple suit on, giggling <laughs> from the baddest of heaven. Jamie Brown's alive somewhere. I'm sure he's alive. He's, a, he's alive, <laughs> very much alive. He's on Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> well, well, God bless Jamie Brown. Um, if he was dead, he'd be smiling from the baddest of heaven, giggling like a little schoolgirl. What is this show? With his purple, with his purple suit on. <laughs> So, Josh, do you have anything for the Billboard? Let's get into the Billboard report. For those who are not aware, um, April 20th, 420 is a national holiday for those who smoke the marijuana, the ganja. Uh-huh. Mary um, Jane. Mary I'm in, oh, I'm in love with Mary Jane. That's a good song. She is my main thing. She makes me feel all right. Mm-hmm. She makes my heart sing. Uh-huh. And when I'm feeling low, yes. she comes with no support. Surprise, mm-hmm. turns me on here to love, takes me to paradise. Do you love me, Mary Jane? Yeah. Oh, 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 do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Think you love me, Mary Jane? Don't you play no game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you in good voice today. <laughs> Good voice. Anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, Brian, I feel that thing. So, <laughs> why was I vibing today at 16 and talking about drugs? I wasn't doing right. no drugs in my mama's sanctified house. Right. Any, anyway. Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. <laughs> we like the hyenas in Fly King. <laughs> One more time. Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> She released an EP, um, was it last week? Yes. Last week, last Friday. Yeah. Yeah, last Friday called Hotels. H-E-A-U-X. Tales. Um, And it really, man, correct me if I'm wrong, but it it is like this body positive, Mm -hmm. um, sex affirming. Oh, yeah. But also realistic kind of um, journey. Mm-hmm. Into womanhood and um, relationships, the highs and you know definitely some of the lows and the experiences and the thoughts and 
all these different types of things. She, I usually don't like a, a album with a lot of interludes. Shout out to Ella oh. May's first album. Oh, I don't. But all that talking, but the the interludes and stories that she got the the tales part of it, mm-hmm. bro, raw, raw. So tell me, what's your favorite song? Oh, on it. <laughs> Ooh, I like that talk. That's oh. the one with Ari Lennox. Oh yes. And mind you, you know, you know, her is my girl. I love her. Yeah. They got so her and Jasmine Sullivan are like R&B voices right now. Oh yeah. Them. Um, but Ari Lennox and Jasmine Sullivan, they talked all the talk. That was the collaboration we didn't know we needed. <laughs> and frankly, we really didn't deserve. We didn't. We well, maybe we might 20, 2020. We may we may have, we, we may have actually deserved it. <laughs> Been the hotels, and you know, and it got people up in arms because here's an argument that I saw that I want to, I want to debunk because it's stupid. So I saw a group of women saying that uh, one of them was saying that you know, oh, this is blah blah blah. You know, you always got them, the the women who against WAP, right? Mm -hmm. You know that kind of stuff. But then there was another group I saw that said that this album was not relatable. It was so sad. And my question to them was, Brian, because I know you are a Jasmine Sullivan fan. Like, oh, you yeah. stand. I'm a fan. She always talking about saying stuff, though. Like, think mm-hmm. about it. Not to mm-hmm. say that her stuff is depressing, mm-hmm. but like lions, tigers, and bears, busting windows out of cars, mm-hmm. 10 seconds, you get on my nerves, mm-hmm. uh, I'm in love with another man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where where is all this like super joyful, gleeful? Like, if if you ain't never had no hotels, just say that, sis. Listen, if you don't just like having sex, that. just say that. Just say that, but don't say it's not relatable because it's sad. Like there were some songs that were like made you think, but like Jasmine always has those type of songs. Always, on all of her albums. Like, yeah, like <clears throat> maybe because only thing I only I guess discredit not discredit only thing i can say that you know some jasmine fans probably did not like is she did not have like a lot of those like ballads where she was just singing singing you know <clears throat> love with another man is a ballad i was the one that she has excuse me on the second album my all-time favorite jasmine sullivan song oh excuse, excuse me, me. It's, it's, it's yeah oh it's, it's a great song yeah. i i do i dedicate that to myself <laughs> <laughs> and she sings down on that thing down Jesus. Um, Woo. So and I think that was a lot of people kind of talk trash about a reality show, but she still had like forever don't last, you know, so she had some mm-hmm. songs, but the albums have gotten darker over time. No, no, and, and, and I don't and I don't I don't disagree with that. I guess my point is, is though this album, while it has gotten darker, it's not off brand. Oh, and not at all. Not at you all. Know what you I'm know, saying? if you were a Jasmine Sullivan like Stan. I, again, unless you are mad that she don't have a lot of ballads, other than that, the content is the, is the same. She's always talking about relationships. Yeah, but and we saw Beyonce go do that with like when she came out with Beyonce. Like she gave us the kind of more woman, you know, affirm, like the grown, sexy version of herself. And yeah. she's like, and she has the right to do that. Um, right. I think that this, I think Hotels was what Beyonce self titled was for Beyonce. Oh, yeah. And, and even think about Jasmine Sullivan has hinted. At like sex capades and stuff like that. No one song she's talking about, like, you know, I put it down on this dude. What was it? Um, uh, 
he put the switcheroo mm. and it was me making pancakes in the morning you know so, so she's had the songs about sex but this album for the most part she said like i have sex this is what i do like it is what it is. women have sex women like to have sex like mm-hmm. that's not you know and, and women talk about sex let's not act like it doesn't happen absolutely like absolutely. i've i've spoken to women and they said they group chats are worse than men's. Oh, abs- I have no doubts that that is absolutely true. Right. Some of the things that I believe that they say and talk about is, yeah. Right. I- I- ask some women about some gray sweatpants. Oh, it'll probably be 10 times more vulgar than what we talk about with sundresses. Right. <laughs> Beards times. and all kind of stuff. Like, it's... The women, women's group chats are nasty. Yeah. So let's not act like, and that's the thing that was bothering me <clears throat> is, you know, like, even if you only had sex with one person and have sex with your husband, like, you should be happy to, you know, hear music about like sex and like yeah. raunchy, spin on it, sit on it. Yeah. All the things, because I'm pretty Spit sure. In his mouth, sis. Yeah, tell him, tell him to open up and go right there, right there. Make that thing sloppy, sis. Like, Listen, come on. Right. It's just spit in your mouth. I, I did. I did. <laughs> but like that, and we talk, We kind of talked about this during the sex episode. Like the talk that Ari and Jasmine was talking about on, on the On It song. Like that's the talk that people want to hear. we want. Talk that talk. T- tell me to earn it. Tell me me to earn it. it. Make me earn the right to spread your booty cheeks wide. Earn it. Throw my nose deep into that to them cheeks (laughs) and lick you from the rooter to the tutor. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Listen. And and the thing that the I think the blessing of it all to me, I know my wife loves the album. So God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Think so I'll play her house on. So for all of y'all who out here, you know what I'm saying, talking to, you know what I'm saying, talking about it or whatever, like if you don't like sex, then just say it. Right. If you don't, if you got a boring sex life, then just say it. Right. If your husband you got, putting it down, then just say it. If y'all just have missionary every night, that right. If you like Miss Seeley say he just get on top of you and do his business, then just say it. <laughs> If you have sex with your clothes on, just say it. <laughs> just say it. If he puts his penis through the through the holes in his drawers, <laughs> just say that. Just say it. If you always have sex with the lights off, just say that. Just say it. <laughs> if you can only have sex on your bed, then just say it. If you ain't never thought about a busted challenge with your husband, then just say it. Yeah. If you ain't never jingled his jangle, then just say it. Right. <sighs> if you ain't got no freaking dress, then just say it. Just say it. If you don't got no toys under the bed, just say it. Just that. say that. If you ain't got no lube for your for your dry poom tang, then just <laughs> say that. Jeez Louise. Good night. If you mm-hmm. married and still using condoms, then just say that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> then just say that. If we all having sex, you hold your breath so you don't see them. Just say that. <laughs> if both of y'all got to pull the covers over your breasts when y'all done, then just say that. <laughs> If he announces when he's about to come, just say that. <laughs> if he asks you whose it is and you get amnesia, then just say that. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> if the only oh. time you had sex is to, was to make your kids, then just say that. Just say that. Just, just do that. Just say that. But don't bring oh. us. Don't bring down our joy. Right. Because your poom poom life is whack whack. Right. Okay. Can I sing the second verse of Mary Jane? It's it's on my back. Go for it. Get it out. Get it out. I'm in love with Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Mary likes to play around. I let her have a fun. <laughs> she's not the kind of girl that you can just tie down. She's like the spread of love and turn your head around. Do you love me, Mary? Jane, yeah. Oh, 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 do you? Oh, do you? I was do you? Do you? Do you think you love me, Mary Jane? Don't you play no game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you act like you on Mary Jane. <laughs> oh, no, I am so with. I'm how anything. I'm how on the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Bernie. Sanders. Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. 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 Bernard Sanders. Sanders. Bernard. Let me tell you about Bernard Sanders. First of all, <laughs> Bernard Sanders' disposition at the inauguration was like, this could have been an email. <laughs> I should be getting inaugurated. Bruh. I don't want to be none of this. <laughs> he walked in there with an the envelope. I said, sir. <laughs> man, of God was, man of God was reading Senate briefings. <laughs> Let me tell you, Medica had on full mittens. And, and he didn't even have it on a night. He had on his errand running coat. He had on a puffer. <laughs> Listen, he ain't have no suit on. He had on, said, he, he had on them, uh, like them little Rockport shoes. Bernard said, this is the same puffer I go to Walmart in. <laughs> and it's cold. And this coast <laughs> keeps me warm. <laughs> okay, I, I'm here. I'm here. I got my mittens and I got my puffer and I got my mask. I don't want to sit by nobody. <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody. Got my reading material. I got. He probably was doing a crossword puzzle the whole time. He probably playing Sudoku. <laughs> but but not over there doing Candy Crush. <laughs> but not over there playing Solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> he, he playing the CPU version of Spades. <laughs> Matter of fact, no, he ain't playing Spades. But I'm playing Hearts. <laughs> But I'll play a pinochle. <laughs> but now they're playing one person gin. <laughs> but I'll play Uno by himself. But no, I had a flask in that puffer coat. <laughs> uh, and he had the puffer coat with the fur around the car. And he had a hood. <laughs> I said the ghetto. The, I mean the ghetto. But no, I said, listen. I'm here. All right. I'm, here. I'm not staying long, though. I'm not staying. I'm not staying <laughs> to greet y'all. I'm not giving y'all no gifts. I'm going back to Vermont. <laughs> he that person that come to church and sit in the balcony. <laughs> so, you can, so you can come and go when you please. Yes. He the person that leave, leave as soon as pastor's done. <laughs> and if pastor ain't preaching, he leaves. Pastor ain't preaching, he leaves. Like, who, who, who preaching? Who preaching? He probably left when Garth Brooks got to sing. He said, this nigga in them jeans. I got to <laughs> But no, I said, I don't even need security. I'm going to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Dar's probably the person that finds the right place in service to leave. <laughs> Don't offer time. Okay. Danny Lay um, has found herself in hot water. So if you don't know who Danny Lay is, she is the baby mama or girlfriend, whoever to whatever her title is to the baby. Um, okay. Mr. Kirk himself. Um, and on social media, one of her songs called Yellowbone got leaked. Um, okay. And she got immediate backlash and she responded and was like, why can't I make a song for my light skinned baddies? Now, before we go deeper into the story, Brian, here's the issue. In the mm -hmm. black community, 
Mm-hmm. We don't say yellow bone. We call you a red bone. Right. We may say you high yellow. Mm-hmm. But yellow, first of all, your vernacular is off. <laughs> right. Yellow if, bone is not a thing. I've never you, heard yellow right. bone. Yeah, no. Uh, if you're going to try to, uh, you know, appropriate our culture, at least <laughs> get the words right, sis. Right. You high yellow. Yeah, high yellow that. or your red bone. Right. One other two. You ain't a yellow bone. We don't, we don't, we don't, there is no compounding of words Mm-mm. here. Okay. So she was like, she stood 10 toes down in her colorism. Um, she defended it hard and she tweeted the additional tweets included. Uh, only God can counsel me. <laughs> and she also said Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right. Listen, because I'm the God I know is a great counselor. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of Lot's wife? <laughs> all she all the woman of God did was look back, pillow salt, morton salt, sea salt, table salt. Uh, <laughs> I heard about uh, the man of God that, that nutted on the ground and the Lord took him out. Took him out. <laughs> took him out. Took him out. The man of God pulled out. Pulled and out. Lord, and the Lord smote him. Great counselor. <laughs> you heard about Joan who trapped to run? Ate that nigga with a fish. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. You heard about David? You heard about David? Supposed to be all, supposed to be all holy, but when they came mm-hmm. trying to build a temple, he said, uh-uh, you a whore and a killer. <laughs> you ain't gonna build a temple with your dirty hands. Well, think about this. All the other niggas other than Noah's family. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> and listen, and all the animals except the two he saved. Every other animal was gone. Wasn't no cockroaches surviving. Wasn't no beetle bugs. Wasn't nothing. Everybody gone. Oh. Cancel. Let's think about Moses. All that time getting out of Egypt just for him mm. to die and not make it to the promised land. <laughs> cancel. Cancel. A great canceler. Adam and Eve built an entire garden for him. Ate one apple. Cancel. Leave. Kicked them out and they realized they was naked. Had to make clothes <laughs> out of fig leaves. Cancel. And so. Can- the devil. <laughs> he created that market. He got beside himself and said, you know what? You and a third of all the niggas like you get out of here. Cancel. Cancel. He's a cancelator. He's a he's a great counselor. <laughs> Not a counselor. He's that too. But he's a great counselor. Uh, <laughs> mighty God. That was y'all Bible study. That was y'all Bible study. Y'all don't have to go to church this Sunday. Y'all ain't got to go to church this Sunday. <laughs> Cheers. Uh- <laughs> so our last story deserves something a little bit special. Okay. And this is what it deserves. They don't last long. We get to the point. We yes. know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers. These, these, these are Josh Rogers. These, uh, these, yes. these are Josh Rogers. Athletic abbreviate. Yes, give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. Boom. Now bless them. Now bless them. Bless them. Bless them. If he's yeah. been good to you. So yes. this week on Josh Rogers oh, athletic abbreviations, you know what it is when we talk about where sports and culture collide. Brian, what do we call that? A collision. This yes. week we talking about Kyrie Irving. He ain't playing. He ain't just playing about his stance with COVID nineteen, but he's literally not playing for the for the Brooklyn Nets. And mm-hmm. the Nets announced that Irving will not play during practice or any of the games until he is vaccinated. Because at first it was just a home game. He ain't playing uh-huh. no games. No home. 
home games, no away games, no international games, no playoff games, no no kind of games. He ain't practicing. He ain't doing a thing. <laughs> he ain't playing dominoes. He, he ain't playing dominoes. He ain't playing uno. Uh, he ain't playing phase 10. He ain't playing solitaire. He ain't playing dots. He ain't playing Candy Crush. He ain't playing Mount Collar. He ain't playing Taboo. He ain't playing Pictionary. He ain't playing no <laughs> games. He ain't playing Hopscotch. He ain't games. playing football. He ain't playing soccer. He ain't playing lacrosse. Free tag. He ain't playing polo. He ain't playing freeze tag. He ain't playing red light, green light. He ain't playing the squid games. He ain't playing nothing. <laughs> Do you hear me? Nothing. Kyrie Irving ain't playing nothing. He's sitting in his house trying to walk across the flat earth since he got all this time on his hands. He can explore <laughs> this flat earth <laughs> that we he have. He ain't even playing with himself. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> he you sure playing. look good tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's so, yeah. so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm feeling myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> and with the, with the theme, it's with the theme. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the point of the point of the matter is that Kyrie Irving ain't playing nothing. He ain't playing the flute or the trombone, the the piano or the drums. He ain't playing anything. Uh, he ain't even playing with you. But he is adamant about being a voice for those who chose not to get the vaccine. And because okay. of that choice, see, America is about free choice. We are. But what, but, but, but what y'all don't understand is that with your choices come consequences. One of the consequences mm-hmm. is is that he will not be paid for these games. Um, mm-hmm. And the Nets are reportedly, Brian, not offering him a contract extension. So he may not even be a Net. So y'all little Lakers, your geriatric team may Don't really have a real good shot Don't of being it. the champions uncontested because the alleged other best team in the league finna miss one of their stars. Mm. So this would this will make up for a very interesting National Basketball Association season. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh-huh. National Basketball Association, that that's the long form <laughs> of the NBA for those teach who didn't people. know. I'm, I'm a teacher people and you know, it comprises of five gentlemen getting on, getting in the court, five from each side, mm-hmm. playing minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes of basketball for four quarters, <laughs> until, four quarters. until there is one team that rises to be victorious. And if they happen to tie, it goes into this thing called what, Brian? An overtime. overtime and with uh-huh. overtime, and it means that the time went over the original word amount of time. There's a word. I don't mm-hmm. know where it is. I'm I not, feel the word is in there I, somewhere. I'm not going to lack death like Minister T.O. Atkins or whoever he was, but what I'm going to say is, <laughs> is that that's how basketball works. So you dribble the ball, you pop, 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 pop. You alley-oop, then you shoot, you pass, mm-hmm. and you assist. You rebound, that's all, that's and you dunk. It's all the things. You put <laughs> it's it all it together. Is. It's like gumbo. Teacher people. It's like gumbo. People. You put that all together. <laughs> you put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> Stick it all together. It you put the lime <laughs> in the coconut. All right. So that concludes another edition of Josh Rod's Athletic Abbreviations. With all that being said, understood and accepted, Brown, you ready to go to the living room? I'm ready. I'm um, poured up. Seems like you're ready. We're gonna sing that song. We don't um, sing but, it. So it, it just kind of fit. It kind of fit. But forgive and us, Lord. Forget that out of my head. Send the Lord to rebuke you. Get that out of my head. Get uh-huh. it out. The blood come against you. So it's grab your drinks, <laughs> grab your snacks, grab your chili, grab whatever you're gonna grab, and let's go down to the living room. Kick off your shoes, relax your feet, kick it with the jigsaw. We're gonna go to the living room. Let's do it. Just kick it. Just kick it. <laughs> Candy flat. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Your favorite Costa Negroes are here. And I was like, hey, bro, 
you know, I think one of the beautiful things about our show mm-hmm. is that we always talk about self-care, black man yep. self-care, I'm a brother's mm-hmm. keeper and being accountable. But how about we take it another further okay. and really be vulnerable and, you know, kind of talk through some of the ways in which we've grown and how mm-hmm. we've developed and owning our journey. Right, right. And um, so what we decided to do was write a letter to our mm-hmm. childhood selves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I don't know about you, Brian, but for me, mm-hmm. it sparked some emotion and some Definitely. feelings and mm-hmm. some all of the things. So oh, yeah. um, you have your letter written and ready? I do. I actually have it right here. Um, it's not written, and it's actually in my phone. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in written. my notes too. So you know, yeah. don't 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 yeah, don't don't feel ashamed. So you want to go first, or you, you know what? I'm gonna let you go first. Yeah, because I'm feeling that you might you know go super deep because you're a great writer. Uh, um, I don't know about all that. I just know that <laughs> I'm gonna let you go first. So go all ahead. Right. So <laughs> a little bit of context. I wrote this to like my middle school self. So here it goes. Um, and this is me talking. So if you're reading this letter, be encouraged that you survived. You may not understand everything that you're going through right now, but understand that it will make sense. And life is dope. You have a great life currently, great family, great house, great car, great money, all the stuff that you really wanted, you actually have. About the moment you're reading this, you're sitting there saying, you know what? I'm going to middle school. Um, my pop just moved away. I'm lost. I don't know what's going on. I'm not familiar. You're not familiar with your environment. You don't see anyone that actually looks like you. You're not a Pomona anymore, um, but you can use this to your advantage. Take this opportunity to find out who you are. Don't succumb to peer pressure. Uh, Stay out of trouble. Mind your manners because relationship building would be important in the end. The biggest thing I want to let you know about is holding on to your faith, but seek God. The true God, not the one that people created who is not really God, but is really you trying to police yourself. Live life to the fullest. Experience life to the fullest. Use um what is that? You're used to sitting in your room alone, wondering if you're enough, wondering if you're adequate, wondering why you're in this situation, wondering why your parents aren't together, wondering why you feel like you just want to give up on life. But you are enough. You are worthy. You are more than adequate. You're more than enough. I'm gonna leave you with this and by say, face your fears. The irony of it all is that your greatest fear is facing your fears. Fears of rejection, fears of faults and exposing flaws. Fear of imperfection and missing the mark, fear of judgment, fear of failing, excuse me, fear of falling and not having someone to hold you and pick you up, fear of failure. Your fears are only an excuse to uh, to not try and to dream big and excel and succeed in life. Your fear will hold your fear will hold you back from great opportunities and relationships. Fear will make you miss out on great life experiences. So f fear, um, fight it. Forgive folks and attack fear with all your might. Again, be honest with who you are. Know what you are capable of doing. Life on the other side will be great. You may not understand it now, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, whatever you do, do not give up. Sincerely, Brian. Oh, that was, that was good, bro. Oh, bless you, sir. That was good. So, I mean, so take, walk me through. You want me to read mine first before we dissect them, or how do you like? Uh, whew, read yours first, and then we can <clears throat> dissect it. Okay, okay, okay. Whew. All I right. Don't know if, I don't know if I want to read this out loud. Jesus, you gonna Christ. cry? Are you gonna cry? I don't know. I I felt tears bubbling when I wrote it. So reading, okay. actually saying it, may take me there. <clears throat> okay. So okay, 
Dear Josh. Okay. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I know everyone around you doesn't understand how hard life seems for you right now. Mm-hmm. You're skinny, you're awkward, and you're hella smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but most folks are just intimidated by all of that. Mm-hmm. When you get to the place that you're in right now, being slim, being slim, authentic, and astute are vibes. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Oh, yeah. um, you shouldn't worry so much about what people think of you. Most of them won't be around in the future anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not to sound elitist, what they are admiring now won't even matter at this stage of life. And they right. won't be in the same, in some of the places you're in mm-hmm. uh, or been where you've been. But don't be right. a butthole. You're not better <laughs> than them. Mm-hmm. But you know, life choices. They right. made theirs and you will make yours. Right. Real love is coming, Josh. You will have intimate and platonic spaces that fuel you. You won't have to worry if these relationships are real or not. I know mm. part of your young struggle was really trying to determine who you could trust and be vulnerable with. If we're honest, some of that will still exist and you'll make some massive mistakes with giving your history to the wrong folks. But you will also find community and spaces that will heal and reconcile you. It sucks right now, but it gets better and interesting, but definitely, definitely better. I just want to say this. I love you, kid. Who you are now at this stage and the things you're doing have all played into the very things that grown Josh is doing today. Dude, you're a freaking podcast host. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. You have two little no limit soldiers that you adore and who adore <laughs> you. Stand strong, kid. Keep exploring. Keep being you. Don't ever stop dreaming. Those dreams and thoughts are going to manifest in ways you may never thought that they would have, but it's going to be so dope when it finally happens. Mm. I love you. I love you. Mm. I love you. Mm. Growing up, I needed to say that three times to you, Josh, because growing up, we didn't tell ourselves that enough. Oftentimes we looked in the mirror and didn't see a person that we really, really loved. So I want to tell you that I really, really love you. Hmm. So I want to reach back and tell you one more time that I love you, Josh. Until next time, be easy, kid. Oh, wow. That was really good. The I love you part was what, what, what was the, that was the, that was the one I would have sent me to, the, <sighs> you know, to the places. That's what kind of leads me to just really, I think millennials, we need to understand, you know, that confrontations do happen, right? Oh, yes, they do. Confrontations do happen in certain places and spaces. So I think it would be a great time. I don't think we've ever discussed the art of confrontations, what that looks like, what that feels like, what that sounds like, and the way to navigate those situations, you know, do we, do we, uh, you know, hold our peace and let the Lord fight our battles? Or do we have to just, you know, mm. just drag a person here and there, yeah. right? Well, All right, so... You know, so first, before we start off, are you what we consider yourself in terms of confrontation? Are you confrontational or anti-confrontational? Where do you fall within that? Um, what is your attitude regarding confrontations? I'm glad you started off with this question <laughs> because the great Louise Patterson. Once, <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she once said, baby, I am not confrontational, but I am not afraid. <laughs> and I, I take, never scared. And I take on that same posture. Like you don't know how to. You could be read as many. I think, and I, this is what I believe. You can read as many books as you want before you have kids, and you're still not gonna be prepared. 
And oh, absolutely. Them books are trash right. anyway. <laughs> right. And I think every single day, we're still trying to figure it out. Um, and, and mind you, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and mind you, Lauren and I, we had kids year nine. We had a, our child year nine. Mm-hmm. So we had nine years to kind of think about and talk about our parenting styles, what we plan on and doing. Here we and, are going into year nine with a 10 year old. Right. But even with even within the conversations that we had, it still is kind of like, ooh, once you get in the thing, it's a it's whole different. nother ball game. It's, it's a whole nother ball game. And then I'm thinking like, again, your parents had three kids. Mm-hmm. My mom had four. So I'm I think there's a certain level of grace I'm I extend to my parents. And, and even though my dad didn't necessarily like raise me, I still extend a certain level of grace because I'm like, I know what it's like to be a parent now. Mm-hmm. So even though, like you said, I can still hold you accountable and be like, uh, eh, Y'all didn't do that right. That wasn't cool. But still, it's a certain level of grace. Like, you're doing the best that you could. And I'm going to, in my life, try to do better than that. Um, But then also, not even, I think sometimes, I think we try to be like, I'm going to be better than my parents, blah, blah, blah. But even some of the the negative things that they may have done may have benefited you in the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I think, and I struggle with that word, I'm going to be better than them. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. It's uh, I struggle different. with that because I think different. Because I think, yeah. Also, what was ne- what's necessary to raise Josh was very different. Josh second, it's very different. Mm. What's necessary to raise me was me. There is nothing wrong with reaching out to see a therapist, and like Josh said, especially if you got good benefits. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Come on, benefits. Because behavioral health is covered in most the majority of health plans. And so if you have benefits and you can afford it, I say go. If you can't afford it, you know, there are community resources that can assist. You know, there are some some um, agencies that have what's called fee for service where it's on a sliding fee scale. So mm. either way, if you're having the thought that you want to see a therapist, you know, if you're curious about therapy, go. It doesn't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. So. so so going to my past ain't good enough? Yeah, we done already talked about (laughs) my pastor ain't got no degrees ain't ain't been to not one school right right like you know and i'm all for pastoral counseling i think that there's definitely a space for it Mm -hmm. um but there also has to be a line drawn where even in the space of pastoral counseling whoever's providing that counseling has to say listen this is this is above my head this is out Mm -hmm. of my league i can talk with you about spiritual things but when it comes to dealing with head-on practical mental health issues i need to refer you to a therapist and let them do their thing because we have an obligation we when we think about doctors you know we think about do no harm but i think we all have that obligation is to not do any harm to anyone who is is emotionally or mentally vulnerable but i even think with some people who who are are attention seeking Mm -hmm. in some cases they don't really care if it's negative or bad attention or positive attention like they just want, they just want the attention. They just want the attention, and I, I think I, I think we had this conversation before or not, but like you know, using Kanye as the basis of our conversation, like sure. you know, he wants the fame, right? But he, I think he'll settle for being infamous. Like he wants to be famous, but he'll settle for being be infamous and having you know, even if it's bad publicity or if it's bad press or or a negative, um, uh, um, opinions about him, mm-hmm. he just wants people talking. He don't care. And I think some people that are that are attention seekers really don't, you know, even if it's a they'll spin it and be like, oh, haters are just out here hating. Mm. You know what I mean? 
But they love the attention. But some of y'all don't really got no haters. Let's start there. None. And I think that's attention-seeking, too, because y'all create these enemies and these foes that don't exist. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all... A lot of y'all just ain't likable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. People mm-hmm. just don't like you. Like that laugh I gave, mm-hmm. you're disgenuine. Right. And <laughs> they don't like you. So it isn't that you got haters. You just have a bad personality. You're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so you don't have the amount of enemies and the haters that you think you do. And then some of y'all ain't even got really nothing to hate on. Hello, somebody. So I'm trying to figure out where the hateration in this dancery is coming from. Because, <laughs> you know, ain't nobody stepping on your on your floor trying to cha-cha slide to what you got going on. Nobody. Nobody. So, nobody cares. Um, <clears throat> no, that's good. Josh, and, like, I, I guess... No, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. I was going to say, because Josh had a partner before me, and that didn't work out. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I had to do what? You had a partner before <laughs> me, again? but it didn't. I'm sorry. You had a partner before me, but it didn't work out. <laughs> So let's talk about the ways in which that partner, right, did not even make it on a show. Okay, okay, let's do that. Why are you trying to why are you, why are you trying to bring up old wounds? Now I have to talk about you in my next therapy session, Brian. Now I have to, I have to process you and you bring you bringing up these these, these dead business relationships. Um, but as we get ready to wrap up, like like this part of the conversation, um, everybody named Mama want a quick day nine to five and jump into entrepreneurship. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> real quick, like what are, like give the people some real highs and lows of entrepreneurship uh, so that they can, you know, understand they might want to stay at Walmart, you know, a few more years or wherever they is. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you they what. they just plan a business. Don't let LLC Twitter fool you. <laughs> having a regular job is okay some people yes. listen I, I i miss the certainty of direct deposit them first couple years when it wasn't there it was it was tough um also i worked a regular job for the entirety of my first tour mm. i worked remote mm-hmm. air quotes air quotes Mm-hmm. On Friday, but really was yeah, available for email. meetings and email and Slack and had to do that. <laughs> had to wake up and purchase the Wi-Fi on the flight, even if I was exhausted, to make sure I was available. Uh, but that 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 uh, paycheck became my seed money for my for my business. That healthcare mm-hmm. was my healthcare because you know the business wasn't expensive enough or, or wasn't profitable enough. And also because I had a regular job, I didn't have to live off the money of the business, therefore not not have the ability to put that money back into the business. And that's why I was able to do what I was able to do. Um, also, my sister-in-law works as an executive at Netflix. In her part-time, she wrote a children's book, got it you know, bound, cover design, sold it, and never quit her job. It was never her intention to quit her job. Mm-hmm. She sells merch. She just does it because she's a creative person, but that doesn't mean she wants to work for herself. She just wanted to express something creatively, but she loves the security of a nine to five. So there is nothing wrong with a nine to five. There is honor and stability in a nine to five. There is a level of stress that you might not experience when you have a paycheck to to work for. And there's also honor in doing things your own way. I just say, don't let people shame you for either one. Right. Especially not for having no nine to five. Right. Bruh, I had one. I still have worked a nine to five more than I've done this. I've only been completely independent, free of uh, a job for the last 2021, uh, two years, two, two going on. 
Well, the pandemic year ain't really count, but you know, going on three. Yeah, we, we, but we my, have to get that year. Yeah, a big portion <laughs> of Kev on stage back in Washington and in all, in in uh, while I worked at All Def and in Los Angeles was working a regular job. I shot them videos before I went to work. I went to work and then I came home. And sometimes I shot them on my lunch break. Sometimes on my walk to my car, but I was at work and there, <laughs> and there was no shame in 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 that part of my life. That allowed Listen. me to save comedy money so that when it was time to go on tour i actually was able to put my own money up that i wouldn't have if i was only living on the stand-up comedy money and not being able to save it can we pause and talk about the power of a lunch break and how you can apply for other jobs on your job <laughs> during your lunch you break because i'm gonna have my resume on your desktop but one right. thing john campbell <laughs> that we don't have a whole lot of control of. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on you because you in HR. <laughs> you blacks and you whites love to write in them little job descriptions. You know, these are all the things that we will, we want you to do. Mm-hmm. These are all the requirements. We want you to have a Bachelor of Arts, Master's Preferred. Mm-hmm. We want you to be able to be skilled in this and skilled in that. It is very clear that it is an entry-level position. There's a very entry-level salary. But then you get down. <laughs> you get down in that description. Uh-huh. And it says also, and this is a requirement, not a suggestion, not a preference, mm-hmm. a requirement mm-hmm. for us to have 10 to 12 years of experience. Man, I got it ain't entry level if I've been working 10 years, if I've been working a decade. And what makes you think that with a decade of experience, I'm coming up in here for 45 grand? Have you lost your mind? Now, not that you've lost your mind, John, but you're going to catch this because you work at HR. Have you lost your mind? What is it? Explain to me the things because I am confusion. I, mm-hmm. Listen, and I actually don't have a full answer for that. I know okay. that I have also had that question as to, I think there's just been a, a misalignment, honestly. So when even when I'm creating job descriptions, um, I'm very cognizant of that because I remember applying even earlier before I was in HR, just applying for entry-level positions. And I remember seeing like five years even of, ex- of mm-hmm. required. And I'm like, how do I get to five years if you won't hire me right now? Like, how do we right. get to it? <laughs> and I can only intern so much in college. Like, I'm, I, after college is over, I got to put food on the table. Because then you're looking at us crazy if that resume say we was in school for seven years. Right. right. So it's like, <laughs> and I think that um, you'll start seeing now there are a lot of um, almost like uh, substitutions or equivalents that people are putting in place. So it's like you can have... Uh, five years of work experience or a bachelor's degree, or you can have uh, 10 years of, of, um, of experience or have a master's in it. So I think that you're starting to see that to kind of offset that because okay. that has been a big concern, even for myself. Like I, I'm how, 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 and again, like, to your point, the person with 10 years of experience is not going to be willing to even accept that, you know, $45,000 uh, salary range. So um, that is crazy. And it has always been a trip to me as well. <laughs> money. McDonald's money. That is, you know, we ain't never got it. <laughs> we ain't never got McDonald's. We got money for a whole lot of things. We ain't never got McDonald's. We ain't never got McDonald's money. Um, we always worried about our electricity bill being ran. I was just yelling at my kids today about all the lights that was upstairs. Like I told them, you don't pay no bills in this house. Right. Why is your bedroom light on and you're downstairs? And then grandma and them and, and their distrust in banks. Money's mm. in the money in the mattress. So my grandmother is of age, of age. She's like 95. 
Mm-hmm. And she had a conversation with my my mother recently and told her, whenever the Lord take me home, I, she drew her a map of her house and said, you go in these rooms and you get these purses. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> she got like she got like stashes of money. Yeah. Um, and she's like, now you touch my purses until I'm out of here. But then you go in these purses. <laughs> and, she, and my grandmother has always, with a 10th grade education, always been a hustler, always had money. So I like, so I guess like what is your perspective on, I guess, some of the cultural things that we've built around money? And then I guess what are some of the things because you don't have children yet, right? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So like, so as you, as you, you know, continue to cultivate and build a family, if you, if y'all choose to do so, right. Um, like what are some of the, you know, the black cultural things you're going to definitely abandon? <laughs> yeah. What, what are some of the things that you're going to keep and pass down? Are we cutting off lights for sure? Oh, for it's, sure. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my wife ain't going for it. If I'm, even if, if, if it gets past me, it's not getting past her. That's, that's happening. But, uh, uh, I, I think that, I'm, man, some of them things, some of them things is good. Do you have McDonald's money, kid? Like, you, you want you want all this money for me, but do, what do you like? Do you have anything to contribute? Like, nah, we ain't right. doing it. Um, I think that's just that's a our clever way of saying no. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are mm-hmm. things that are important. Like, should we have some money tucked off and on hand? Like, yeah, I'm a proponent of that too, right? That that's that's good too. And I will say. Kind of, kind of to dip into the crypto conversation and speak on this this idea of mattress money. The the thing about the American dollar, right, is yeah. that uh, so a hundred dollars today in thirty years is going to be worth about forty eight thousand dollars because of inflation. So it's a it's a silent killer that really erodes our money over time, and we have we just don't know. Like we don't know until mm-hmm. it's too late. You look up and a carton of milk is ten fifteen dollars. You know what I'm saying? A, a gallon of gas is twenty three dollars. Like we're just we're just not going to know until until it's too late. So yeah. I'm not saying don't have a little a little tuck a little tucked off to the side for whatever, right? Like I'm not against that, but just understand that 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 what that money's gonna do over time. Like we should also I think we should just also have more in the storehouse than we have in the storefront, right? I think that speaks to a lot of what we oh, talked about good. earlier. That's good. Yeah. I'll write that down. Yeah. <laughs> so make 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 sure that we have make sure that we have um you know, some some tucked off to the side, but make sure that we have stuff inside investments and in our inside of our investments. It's OK to have our little save money at the house. Um, but to me, I think that's what it just comes down to making sure that we're being responsible, taking care of ourselves, investing our money. Um, when we talk about black folks and our isms, we're we going to keep a lot of that because there's always mm-hmm. there's all it's always going to fit somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Do you have yeah. McDonald's money? It's always going right. to fit it's gonna in our life. Always. <laughs> always. Yeah, so yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, because I know my mom, mom definitely always uh, would be like, "We ain't got no McDonald's money." And she, and one thing I did not understand when I was younger that I understand now, uh, that she'd be like, "I was like, yo, I want X, Y, Z." She'd be like, "I don't got it." I'm like, "You just got paid today. Like, how you not have it?" Like, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because it's you kind of mentioned or alluded to like the juggling of it all, like the juggling act. Uh, being product, mm-hmm. pr- productive, but then also wearing these different hats. So then you got to kind of figure out like how does that time like line itself up. How do I manage my time to where I make sure things yes. aren't falling, things aren't mm-hmm. uh, falling off the table. And as a partnership, you know, that's time management is like the biggest thing is trying to make sure who has what time, you know, cause if somebody's flexible, somebody's not flexible during this right. time and all that kind of stuff. So what does your time management look like? What does that look like to you? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so the way my time management works is that I, after I started getting really busy, I was like, okay, I have to, I have to hire someone to take some of the 
the things that I don't feel are necessarily necessarily have to be done by me. Yeah. And not just not just on my family side, but also my business side. Right. Mm-hmm. I say that I am a boss mom, right? That's one of the things I say. I'm a CEO mom. Well, if that's mm-hmm. the case, I shouldn't be doing a bunch of administration stuff. Yes. Come on, that's a word. That's, that's a word. <laughs> Repeat so, that one, Angel. <laughs> listen, if I'm a boss mom, then I should not be doing a bunch of administration stuff. Like, listen. and that's just not, like, I understand we go through our seasons and at one point in time, it was necessary for me to be the boss, the administrator, the, mm. the receptionist, the bookkeeper, the mm-hmm. data entry clerk. At one, <laughs> right. at, at one point in time, that was definitely necessary. But if I'm expecting myself to have growth, I have to realize that I do have to scale up and not just not just in my business, but also with my family. So yeah. while my kids are very important to me, there are certain things that I am not going to leave myself on the hook for having to do every single day for them. Right, it's just right, not, right. I don't have to be the one to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I can Instacart that. That's not something Hallelujah. that my children are going to be like. My mother never went to the grocery store for us to get <laughs> Cheerios. My mom drug us to the grocery store. <laughs> right. And made us pull out pen and pad to add up the totals. Because she was like, we ain't going over $115. Oh, well, we're not about to do. <laughs> we got a budget. We got not a budget. <laughs> yes. So, like, doing, like, I eventually, because that was a piece of time. That was a part of my time management. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, you can either spend two hours Mm-hmm. Go drive into you know drive to the grocery store. Go walk through trying to put together meal plans in your head and figuring out whatever. Calling the house, being like, "Hey, do we mm-hmm. have this? Because I need this." Or mm-hmm. you could sit at behind a computer for fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. pay you know an extra twenty five thirty dollars, and have somebody who could use the money go do the grocery shopping and bring it to your house. Uh, this I, I finally got my husband to agree this year. Lord help me, Father God. No, it was at the end of last year. We finally got um, a cleaning service to come because I was just mm-hmm. like, one, I'm not good at cleaning. That was never my ministry. Okay, that's not okay. the gift. I was All never. The thing. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. let's let's be honest. That's mm-hmm. not what the Lord gave me. He gave me a nice personality. I pray for people. I'm funny, but when it got to that neatness, he said, "Oh, my daughter don't need that." So, um, that was taking up time, and I was poorly executing it. And the, the fact of the matter is, I'd be telling my husband, "I spent three hours." trying to clean the house and you see what it still look like it still look like this <laughs> it right? does i could have been spending three hours making money and but then look at look at what i had to do instead spend three hours and the house still look a mess so delegating that to uh having cleaning people come a couple of times uh, mm-hmm. a month and while the so for me it became a thing of are these things that i feel like are going to make or break how i am as a mother mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. Um, and then the same thing on the business side, uh, I finally got a, uh, an assistant that is able to help me. Like, even when it came to scheduling this, it's not the putting it in my schedule. It's the, okay, you need to read the email. Then you got to have time to vet and make sure, because, uh, I, luckily y'all are sane people, but not y'all. everybody, <laughs> I, I sometimes right. get people that ain't sane. <laughs> <laughs> wanted, wanted to take my time. Okay, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I have now have somebody who can vet the the folk and make sure this is this is something that'll be mutually beneficial. Like that, our audiences it works well that I ha- or that I can actually speak to the thing that they would like for me to talk about. Right. Um, where that would get uh, emails would just pile on top of each other before because I just if I'm over here busy 
shooting content, editing content, getting stuff to brands that are hiring me to do videos for them, trying to do things like this, I wouldn't have time to do because because I simply missed the email. It'd be Mm -hmm. that. I simply missed the email. So for me, time management came to a point of knowing what I could outsource Mm. and what I needed to keep. Earlier, as far as being the Jesus of the Bible, not the tongue Jesus, but the Jesus who um, in considering one, he was like lynched for being radical and and doing things and advocating for disenfranchised people. Um, How can we as the church do more or are we doing more or should we do more um, to um, address those issues, social justice issues and be kind of on the forefront of these issues that we're facing as not just black folks, but just people in, in the, in the world. I'm going to say something that's going to probably be shocking. And, and so here it is. Um, I think that uh, the church of the sixties, the civil rights, I think that church um, had, I think more influence in generational and transformational or generational change um, because they had more at stake. The problem here now is that the black church doesn't have a whole lot of skin in the game because mm. um, those that are making money, they're making money. Those that have reputation have reputation. And um, there's not a real big push. Um, it One of the things that we, that we can continually holler about is how um, black men are being butchered, lynched, killed, murdered the same way that uh, Af- uh, um, American Asians and Pacific Islanders racism is racism. So that that's just more of an economic reality than it is a racial one. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, when you say, what can we do? I would tell you that we need to blow up the black church as we know it, but we're not willing to do mm-hmm. that. Okay. Because if, if we were willing to do that, we would have already done that. And, and when I say blow it up, I'm saying that we have to blow up our former agenda because the only thing that we learn how to do is right. gather. We don't know how to scatter. Mm-hmm. And and if Jesus says, I'm going to use your, your analogy, if we're the salt of the earth, then let's look at a salt shaker. The whole purpose of a salt shaker is to right. gather the salt for the shaking of the salt to scatter. We like to gather, but we right. don't like to scatter mm-hmm. because, again, there's something about us that needs to be in control of the situation, the environment, and ultimately in control of God. And one institution that I really love that kind of will help you determine if how black you are uh-huh. um, is black Twitter. Right. Black Twitter. So <laughs> black Twitter will yes, let you know. Space. <laughs> yes. Speaking of new black institutions. Yes. Uh, black Twitter is a new institution. And clearly, you know, like anytime, you know, something happens in black culture. Black Twitter is the first place. It's, I think Black Twitter to me is like the new Apollo, mm-hmm. right? So if you say yeah. something, <laughs> if you mm-hmm. say something um, that we don't like, you know, Terry Crews, yep. Kanye it's, West, um, who else has been destroyed by Black Twitter? Stacey um, Dash. Stacey Dash. Um, yeah. What's <laughs> those, those, other? those are easy ones. Yeah. Candace Owens, <laughs> um, Ice Cube. You know, it, it's uh, Black Twitter is one of those places. Um, so I guess. And, and that kind of goes back to the, the topic of like, what is black? What is black enough? Mm-hmm. Um, is there something we can do or something? Do you think that's like detrimental to black culture to be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's not black enough? Or is it just really like accountability to the fact of like, 
Or it's mm-hmm. almost like, what are you doing? Because you black. Right. 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 <laughs> right. I mean, I, I definitely think it's harmful when you get into trying to measure people's blackness. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we do come in a lot of, we come in all shapes and sizes, met- metaphorically speaking. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and, you know, we've all, um, I think that also, you know, allows for some of these like their negative stereotypes. You know, I think as a black person, you know, obviously I'm contractually um, obligated to love Barack Obama, but he mm-hmm. always used to get on my nerves, you know, because he would always be like, you know, black people telling each other that they shouldn't read and <laughs> stuff like that. Like he was kind of, I always felt like he was spreading myths about black culture. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, and that's some of the danger in it, where um, people can kind of. Um, uh, overstate or exaggerate some of those kind of negatives but mm-hmm. um, no I think you know black Twitter definitely does that vetting work um, <laughs> of folk you know I think Ice Cube is such a fascinating example because <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean up until that stuff last year he was unequivocally like epitome in some people's minds of like oh, just black blackness <laughs> black masculinity right like and you know uh, like i said i think you know we're more um there's more diversity within the black experience and, and black culture than ever before and i think you know it's also i think um it's probably not even fair to say that you know that that he was out there on the island by himself like there's a lot of black folks especially black men who, oh i'm sure we're, we're rooting him on, you know, um, mm-hmm. and there's there's contest and disagreement about, you know, what our strategy should be in these elections and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that one no. did. No, no, <laughs> that was not it. I think my friends are like an outlet. OK, um, I think if, at the biggest thing is you are like an outlet because um, this is this is going to sound really bad, but it's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not your a hundred percent authentic self when you're in your marriage. Let me be honest with ourselves. You, you're not really okay. You don't really say everything in, well, in your marriage. I write this down for a future podcast episode. Go ahead. Right, <laughs> and, and this is my theory, my thought process. Because you can't say everything. Because if you said, if you literally said, if you said everything that was on your mind to your spouse, they probably would be like, nah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, so and because sometimes it's about them. It's really about the fact that like they get in your nerves and you don't want to be like, this person gets my nerve. I'm gonna say blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like it's we be if we being real honest with the situation. Um, so I think sometimes it's it's outlet, it's accountability, it's um the ability to get a second opinion on certain things. Um, if anything, not to be spiritual or deep, iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be you can be a, a certain level of vulner, vulnerable with your friends. You can be with your with even with your partner, mm-hmm. like I think, um, because I think in some cases you you in some situations you want you know you may want to think through certain things and um and really be like naked in, in a sense of like you know I I don't know how I think about this right? for sure if, you know if, if if that makes any sense you know what I'm saying no, that it sounded makes, no 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 it, it sounded it, really bad no it makes sense and I don't think it sounds bad I think for me I agree. I agree. I don't want to say to a point because I don't necessarily disagree. I think mm-hmm. my perspective on it is a little different. 
Yeah. Um, the way I've seen it, instead of me being like, oh, I, I'm not my 100% self with my with my wife or my spouse, mm-hmm. I think that there's a level, I don't even want to say level, but there's a piece I mean, of vulnerability honesty. with mm-hmm. my friends that right. sometimes I don't have with my wife until I reconcile that with my friends and possibly yeah, bring yeah, yeah. it to her, that, if, that, if that makes that, sense. You articulated exactly what I'm okay, trying to say. Okay, yeah. Um, but you still make a deliberate decision mm-hmm. to engage yourself with this man. Right. You know, beyond the fame, with the understanding that this probably is going to be only tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or at least the <laughs> month, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you are, I, I believe he would lay it all down for Rihanna. Oh, or yeah. Or maybe if Nikki gave him a real chance. Like he was he used to rap about both of them real hard in the early hard. days about mm-hmm. how he wanted it. And even Nikki used to play it to it. Like, if I ever gave Drake a chance and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, but, like, y'all, neither one of y'all, clearly he has a type. And it's Rihanna and Nikki. <laughs> right. So, now one of y'all of <laughs> <are> them. <laughs> Not um, at all. So, like, I, I think there's a, there's a, as again, as much as it probably shouldn't be celebrated, I think there's a beauty in that level of honesty and self-awareness that you just kind of, even if you don't like it, you kind of got to respect it. Mm-hmm. You kinda, yeah. And I think that leads us into what, what we're going to go into next about whether you are a lovable or the F-boy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and I guess to me, like, you know, and, and the thing is, like, we know Drake down hard is the F-boy. For sure. But he comes off as the lover boy. So, oh, yeah. like, I mean, he was in Degrassi. I, so I mean, he right. knows how to play the role. <laughs> he he knows how to play the role. Um, and I, I think the thing about Drake and and the thing that uh, makes, I guess, that disguises him is the ability to listen to women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I really think Drake can listen to women. I think he also understands women too. There's actually going back to Insecure, uh, season two. Um, Lawrence basically was like, you know, every like black girl that went to college you know, loves Drake. <laughs> and they're like, you know, they, he gets us, right? So Drake, I think, has a has a, a canny ability, uncanny ability, to be able to listen to what women have to say. Was it, was it some rapper or somebody that said they were sitting uh, in a studio session with Drake and he went and had some conversation with some ladies. He was out there having some conversation, having some conversation. Based off the conversation, he went to the studio and made a whole, like, three songs based off of this conversation with women so within uh-huh. that's kind of like you know one of the things that women would say a lover boy does he's romantic he thinks in advance all that kind of stuff and he really is what a woman want they want somebody that's attentive right that listens to what their feelings and all those things and i really do believe that that drake is is a lover boy in in, in some some regard right and we probably could talk about duality in a little bit here um but would you call yourself maybe a lover boy or would you, you know, within that, 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 that spectrum of, or side of lover boy, F boy ish. No, I was definitely F boy before it became a thing. <laughs> no, I'll just say that. I'll say it this way at this big grown age and especially being married. Like, Wait, I don't how know. How old are you guys? I'm sorry. 32. I'm 36. Okay. I'm old. Wow. Okay. I would have thought you guys were like 28. <laughs> Listen, water, moisturizer, and minding my business. Listen, taking care of my black bodies. Uh, but no, at this big grown age and being married, I don't know that I have the capacity to be thinking about what if. I'm gonna be honest, Ooh, right? I like um, this answer. That's a good. Yeah. It's a good place to be in. I guess God. I'm just trifling. <laughs> I guess I'm just no, trifling. no, I mean, like, like early, like early on before I got married, there were definitely moments where I was like, ooh. What if, right? Um, but like now, I feel like God forbid something happened with me and Asha. I don't know. I'd be like, Shh, 
I'm probably gonna be like Issa and be in my rotation. And before I before I find my kids a stepmama, I'm not. I'm just gonna be out here. <laughs> I'm just gonna be out here. I'm just gonna be out here. You know what I'm saying? And just I'm living. And, I, and I'm disinterested in going back to seeing what some of these what ifs. You know what that I'm saying? Would have would have been. Right. been. Um, so I don't know. Like I think I think I was I, I was there like early in like dating stages maybe. But like right now I'm just like man. Too much energy of maintaining the work, the price point, the work, the work of the relationship. Like, am I I going to do this again with somebody else? Um, (laughs) yeah, that's a Janae. Did you have something? Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, I have one big what if, and then everyone for me is a what if. Everyone I've (laughs) ever had, like, any physical attraction to is just like a hmm. and I think I think in college I was very insecure about my body in high school and college mm. growing okay. up <laughs> I was very insecure about my physicality and there were a lot of people that I did not pursue because I just didn't think I was good enough that, um, that's good and now because I've been doing so much work on myself and I've really been coming into myself and being like I'm that bitch I right. look back at those times and I'm like, God, what if there was this guy, um, me and my friends, we called him Daddy Russia. Uh, oh, God, Daddy was, Russia. Yeah. He was a uh, Lithuanian uh, basketball player at my school, but I thought he was Russian because I heard him talking on the phone one time. So I started calling him Daddy Russia. Um, and he's like, you six want to do some Vladimir Putin up in. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, six, nine, this big guy. We Ooh. had classes together. He oh. would like flirt with me sometimes, but he had a girlfriend. And sometimes to this day, he's not the big what if but to this day i still think like i should have just been like fuck it and like tried harder i would just be like mm, ah, mm, whenever he would talk to me but i should have I tried harder be like fuck it i'm 22 you know but i didn't and now sometimes the wind blows and i'm like i wonder what daddy rush is up to I'm not a big He's driving me insane, and I know I just need one more chance to prove my love to you. And, like, that whole educate song us, is about God. Ed- educate us. Listen, the whole song is about like begging. Oh, oh God, give me the reason. I'm down. I'm bending knee. Like the whole song is about them begging the woman to stay. Like the whole mm-hmm. thing was literally like begging them. I'm down. I'm bending knee. Um, I never walk again until you come back to me. Like that. That song was. I'm. The song called "On Bending Knee." Like, if you ain't on, you ain't begging. You on your knees. Like, like what's the thing? Right, because you ain't proposing, yeah. and not in this song. Uh, no, <laughs> uh-uh. no. And it, but even <clears throat> they had a song. I'll make love to you. Like, not even like I have sex to you. It's like I'll make love to you. Like, I'll make I want love you. to you. Uh huh. When you want me to. When you when you want, you me, want to. me to. And, and I hold up. you tight, baby, right. all through the night. I'll make love to you. That's a good one too. When you want me to. And mm-hmm. I love you too. Listen, it, I think the song says, um, close your eyes, make a wish. Like yeah. and it was it was really setting the, it was really setting the atmosphere. Yeah. And blow out the candlelight. Cause tonight is just your night. We're gonna celebrate. Yes. All through the night. Pour the wine. Light the fire. Like, listen, it was really like setting the atmosphere for the things to take place. Like in in it. I think it was like, and your wish is my command. Like it was really like it was. It's for the woman. Like the 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 the, 
the moment was for the woman. It wasn't even about the men. It was really about, I want to do something for you, right? To show yes. you. Um, if you go through a lot of 90s R&B songs, it was really the experience was for the woman. Yes. And, you, and you're, ab- you're absolutely right. Um, because... And I and I think that's what it was. The the the, the begging um, was not so much about what I can get, mm-hmm. um, but more so about how how can I make you happy. Yes, yes. And I think today's R&B shifted, at least from a man's point of view. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? About how can you satisfy me? As, as long as mm-hmm. I'm busting, as long as I'm busting one off. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. But like in '90s R&B, we wanted to we wanted to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just just like Drew Hill said, we're not making love no more. We're, we're not, not even trying to change. We're not. Tell me how it slips away. Mm. Does it ever stay the same? We don't even talk no more. We cool. ran out of words to say. Tell me it don't mm-hmm. have to change. Won't it ever stay? So we, the men of '90s R&B wanted. They wanted the answers. It was they more than just they want a relationship. I want to know why we ain't what Brian. Why they wanted relationships. Do? They want a relationship. They want a, Ooh, that's, that's, they that's want the the relationships. They want a relationship. Today they just want sex. Then they want a relationship. They wanted monogamy. At least that's they think about it. If you want to suck a peen in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighters up. As a result of all of this, he has lost several endorsements. He lost Thank you. He has been dropped from other music festivals. And then he issued this half-hearted apology. At first, he doubled down and was like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I wasn't talking to everybody because my gay fans don't be sucking peen in the parking lot. They go to five-star hotels. I have a couple of questions. Number one, how you know? Mm-hmm. What they doing? You know, are you going to the Ritz? I just, I'm just trying to figure out the things. That's number one. Number two, you specifically called out the men, so you ain't worried about women giving head in the park a lot. Ain't nothing, ain't, ain't nothing at that. So these were very targeted statements, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly, people ain't died from HIV and AIDS in two to three weeks. Just to have that people living very full, productive lives in society, all of the things, and then we've associated this specifically. With black gay men, this is not a gay disease. It is just a sexually transmitted disease, period, right? So the baby was just off on so many fronts. Then he came back after all them bags got dropped. And he apologized for real, talking about cancel culture and people to give him a chance to grow and learn and mature and blah, 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 blah. Um, so brothers, what, what, what are y'all thoughts? Brian, Charles, Chancey, go ahead. First things yours. first, I took that, I took one comment very personally, you mm-hmm. know, if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, I have. And so <laughs> what do you, so you, you don't need, you don't need to be out there telling everybody my business. That's what you don't need to be doing. Okay. okay. That's, that's one. Okay? Mind that's, your business. Mind your business. That's yeah. one. Okay. I took that personally. Don't worry about me and what I'm doing in the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 But, but, but it was. So, I mean, you know, my 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 first thing is that he is he's just dumb. He's he's dumb. So let's just let's just go there. He's dumb because right. he doesn't know 
that you know HIV can be spread through sharing needles. Clearly, he doesn't so many know. Ways. Yeah. He doesn't know that people can be born with HIV. He also doesn't know that if a mother is breastfeeding and she has HIV, that it could be spread to the child that way as well. So mm-hmm. it can actually be spread in other ways besides two men having sex. Obviously, it could mm-hmm. spread from man to woman, and you know, woman to man, or you know, even woman to woman. But it also can be spread in non-sexual ways as well. Absolutely, yeah. But you know, he's not. You know, he's not smart. You know, and that's clear. <laughs> he that's that 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 is clear there's one thing that we did not maybe we didn't know beforehand was the fact that the you know the charlotte uh education system failed him oh, oh and that <laughs> shot's fired that shot's fired brothers uh don't think any less of yourself you you owe it to your body you only get one body that's good uh, so you, you owe it well. to your body you owe it to your body. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your body. God gave it the body to do um, great things with. So take care of it if you can, um, and do all the things you deserve. It. You deserve to be pampered. You deserve to be uh, to look good, feel good, smell good, all those things. And people sell it. It's it's out there. So that means you should be using it. Uh, what about you, Josh? Um, I don't have anything to add, bro. I, I agree with all of that. So now that that has been said, understood, and accepted, I think this gives us a right to kind of skip black man self-care. I am my brother's keeper because we pretty much talked about taking care of ourselves. So we did. that is the ways, those are the ways in which we're going to take care of ourselves and implement self-care. So, um, Brian, do we have anything in that regard in the P.O. box? You want to go ahead on over there? Uh, let me give it a look, see, and I'll let you know. Okay. But let's head over to the P.O. box while I'm looking. All right, let's do it. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Brian, okay. Let's let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. So we of course we're gonna need a um pseudonym. Yeah. And the pronouns for this week are he him. First of all, I appreciate y'all so much for telling us who you are, how you want to be identified. Because we want to Thank respect you. that and we want to make Must sure that, that we give names that are appropriate to how you want to be identified. So with that being said, uh-huh. he and him. Mm. Nevadius Stallworth. Nevadius Stallworth. That is Future's real name. It's not Stallworth, but Nevadius is his real first name. But go ahead. Nevadius. I'm glad he goes <laughs> by Future. <laughs> All right. Nevadius Stallworth. Our Miss Stallworth. <laughs> Nevadius says this Happy New Year, guys. Okay. I know it's March, but I have never spoken to you. So whenever you get a chance to read this, I wanted to greet you. So Mary, Mary, and all that jazz to my niggas in my brain. Mary, Mary, Nevadius. Mary, Mary, Nevadius. Mr. Stallworth. All right. Me and a group of friends, me and a group of college friends were planning a trip for fall 2020 for one of our birthdays. But of course, an entire pandemic determined that was not going to happen. We all agreed we would monitor how things progressed. And if any and, and if available, get the vaccine when it is available. Tentatively, we set the new date for a year later and just decided to celebrate the 30th milestone in 2021. After all this time of medical advice and vaccine release, all of us have had, excuse me, all of us have been vaccinated except one friend. Ironically, we are all in education, so we all have access. That one friend is refusing to be vaccinated because he says he does not need it and he is not putting unnecessary stuff in his body. We are at, we are now at the point of finalizing plane tickets and lodging and he's 
excuse me, and he's asking about the information. Admittedly, we have been planning we have been planning around him since he was since he wasn't. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> let me read this. This is about to be funny. <laughs> All right, so so admittedly, we have been planning around him since he wants to be Doctor Umar <laughs> and not get this vaccine. Should we continue to plan without an up? Should we continue to plan without and update him later, or should we tell him and save us all the future trouble? Love y'all, man, and love the show. Nevadius Star Wars. I got a quick. I know why I stand on this. I know why I stand too. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him now and be done. Just be like, listen, the trip was canceled. We all have access to the vaccine. Right. In your words, if you want to be Dr. Umar Johnson Jr., then that's your business. But what's not going to happen <laughs> is that we mm-hmm. all be over here all vaccinated and safe with our double doses and we unmasked and then you mm-hmm. out here breathing COVID air still on us. Right. So no, yeah, and if you that. and if you don't want to and if the group has agreed to that and he can't come to those terms, then I think he just needs to accept that. And if y'all have been friends since college, then that means that there's a level of relationship there and you should yep. be able to have that conversation. So I think it's shady to continue to play without him and yep. do it behind his back, especially if he's expressed how he's felt and he's still trying to go, right? But if yeah. all of y'all feel away, then have a come to Jesus meeting. Have a, you know, kick it with each other and tell them, like, bro, we're, we're doing this and we don't feel comfortable going without the vaccine. So if you're not going to go, then, you know. Yep. That's what and, it is. I wholeheartedly agree. I yep. wholeheartedly agree. The fact that it's like, if if that's one of the stipulations, like, it's kind of like you putting down a deposit, right? Yeah. If the, if, if the, the stipulation or within the planning process, you say, in order for you to go on this trip, you got to put down a deposit, mm-hmm. right? The deposit is the va- getting the vaccine. It's the vaccine. It, it it is that you know what I'm saying, and it's free. You know, like, and if you don't want to do it, that you don't want to do it, then this just ain't the trip for you. So, like, I'm I'm wholeheartedly like you know, and, and that and that's the thing. Like, if you, it's and that's you know, comfort level when it comes to the vaccine, either getting it or not getting it is based off your level of comfortability. Comfortability. Yeah. Um, and within that that trip is going to be based off people's level of comfort. So I may, you know, I'm the type of person that I want to, if I go on a trip, I want everybody to be vaccinated mm-hmm. so we can like live, you know what I'm saying? I have to worry about anybody potentially getting sick, anybody picking something up. And even on top of that, like I would hate to have a situation where, you know, we, we hanging out and then we, something happens, somebody gets sick and die. And then we thinking like, man, like if we wouldn't have gone on, if we wouldn't have gone on this trip, maybe that person wouldn't have died. They you know wouldn't what I'm saying? Like, died, I wouldn't right. want that situation to happen. So yeah, I, I plan the trip, let them know what's up ahead of time. Let them know like, if you, if you don't get the vaccine, that's your, that's your business. That's your, that's your prerogative. That's you. as Bobby yeah. Brown will say, but this is the stipulation of the trip. And, um, that's why, that's where I stand. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to add to that, bro. That's just kind of what it is. And then you, then I think this, I guess I'll add this one thing. You're the only one. It'd yeah. be different if it was like 50, 50. Right then, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You you may be thinking about the trip a little different, but like you're literally the only one. And and yeah. and I would be careful enough to tell this friend, um, we're not saying this to force you to do something you don't want to do. No, not at all. But what we are saying that th- like you're not you're not welcomed if you don't do this. So 
you have the right to do that, but it comes with con- yeah. like, all of our choices have consequences, and yep. that's just one of the consequences. And he probably gonna be pissed, like, yeah, he gonna like, be mad because wow. he wants to go, and he probably trying to figure out why he ain't heard about the you know the plane tickets and the new dates and blah 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 blah. But mm. I'm sure he also knows in the back of his mind too how y'all feel about it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I hope it all works out. I hope you're able to go on that trip. I hope you're able to do. Whatever it is that y'all want to do successfully, and hopefully, you know that brother does. And, and, and if you want to send him some like articles and videos, like we mm-hmm. talked about Tyler Perry earlier, he did a phenomenal interview with two doctors of color. One being mm-hmm. a um, um, I think the guy was like um, southeastern Asian American doctor, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, and then the other one was a black woman. And really talk through some of the stigmas associated with the vaccine and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how it affects people of color and what to expect and debunking a lot of myths. Um, I have a few friends that I've been speaking to, black nurses and black practitioners who've been kind of yep. keeping me updated. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely reach out to your network and kind of connect him to those people um, yep. or into that information. Because I even I even had my thoughts about Johnson & Johnson. But after I did additional research, I was like, oh, yep, me too. You know, if it was available and that was all that was available to me, I think I would go. I wouldn't deny that. Right. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for me, it's been a consistent growth journey. And I get, and I get it. P- black people's resistance to, to medicine and science. Like, I promise you, I promise mm-hmm. you, I understand it. Yep. But in mm-hmm. terms of this, I think we do ourselves a disservice by blindly. You know what I'm saying? Holding on to conspiracy theories and blindly um, doing things that's really not benefiting us. And if he decides to stand on that hill with Terry Crews, then that's right. his business. Right. But he just needs to know he's going to miss his turn up. And I hope y'all right. going we, somewhere we, other than Tulum because, child, I'm sick of seeing them pictures. Please. It's exhausting. <laughs> if, if, if we survive the Middle Passage and slavery, we can survive the vaccine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you like, drink out of that water hose on the side of your grandma's house, you're going to survive this vaccine. Right. If you eat McDonald's, you can survive a vaccine. If you eat at the Chinese restaurant on the corner, you're going to survive this vaccine. <laughs> if you eat at Waffle House, you can survive a vaccine. If your grandma ever gave you a grape from the middle of the grocery store without washing it off and rubbing it on her shirt <laughs> and ate it right there, you're going to survive this vaccine. <laughs> if your mama washed greens in the sink with, with dishwashing detergent or whatever, you can, you can survive this vaccine. <laughs> if you ever ate a piece of Spam... You're going to survive this vaccine. If, if you was on a government cheese and, and peanut butter and the, the bread and all that kind of stuff, you can survive this vaccine. Listen, if you if you had to drink water out of the sink in the bathroom in between recess, you're going to survive this vaccine. If you grew up without no, no hot water and, and you had to use a stove as for heat, you can survive the vaccine. If you put a box fan... In your window to cool off with no vent on the other side, you gonna survive this vaccine. <laughs> if you took a, a bath with your brothers and sisters <laughs> and they poo pooed in the water, <laughs> you can survive this, back, this vaccine. If you didn't ate anybody booty within the last three years, <laughs> you gonna survive this vaccine. <laughs> Good night. I can't <laughs> think about that. People eating booty, but they eat booty and watch the vaccine. <laughs> And I know, and I know how some of y'all uh, do y'all hygiene, and you still eating that tail. You gonna survive this oh, vaccine? Max. If you didn't ever ate black funeral repast food, you gonna survive this vaccine? <laughs> I can't. 
I can't. That salted mm. chicken and them green beans and rolls. That, so it, it, the same meal. Same it's, meal. It's, uh, and it tastes the same. Cause what church you at, Uncle? Who died? It's the same <laughs> thing. And they use the ice cream scoop for the, for the taters. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat green potatoes from ice cream, from vanilla ice cream scoop, then they go rinse it off and just fix you some fix you the dessert with it afterwards. You're gonna survive this vaccine. You're gonna survive. <laughs> You gonna survive, like, but who? But who are we? Who are we? Who are we? Who are we? I'm getting it. I don't care. I'm getting it too. Shoot me up. Shoot me up, Jesus. Shoot me up, Jesus. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, Nevadius. Hopefully, um, that helped. I don't know if it did, but tell your friend <laughs> that all the things that he's done. I'm sure. Have been worse than him <laughs> getting his vaccine. So he, he gonna survive. <laughs> he probably was raw dog as <laughs> Listen, if you have unprotected sex and you won't get this vaccine, like, come on. You gonna survive on. the vaccine. You, you'll survive. Listen, folk out here having threesomes and throuples. You gonna survive the vaccine. You gonna survive. <laughs> if you from New York or California, you gonna survive the vaccine. <laughs> Cause y'all y'all are liberal, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you go survive. Okay. <laughs> you know I ain't lying. Okay. You from California? You couldn't even deny that one. <laughs> hey, we live our lives, y'all, live, man. Y'all, y'all be out there living. We live. Listen, listen. You taking okay. edibles from the man off the street that you don't even know? You go survive this vaccine. <laughs> No comment. No, no, no. Well, let's go. A great conversation. <laughs> We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. Next. Next. <laughs> Next segment, please. Oh, let me talk. Let me talk. Yo, this is the portion, Josh. Do you have anything you want to get off your chest real quick? Real, real fast. So mm-hmm. Thanksgiving just came. I didn't work out for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And I went back this week. And my mm. trainer showed me no mercy. So this greater conversation is for him. I need you to be a little bit more concerned about my 32 years of African-American life. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not, my trainer's like 25, 26. I'm not you. Your former football, your former collegiate football player. My bounce back is, it bounces back a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I am a slightly deflated basketball. Okay. You got to pump me back up <laughs> before you can, before you can start playing with me at full force again. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Around mm-hmm. my knees are hurting so bad right now. My mm-hmm. traps and my shoulders, it's hard for me to move right okay. now because I'm, I'm too old for this stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm trying not to have a dad bod. I got another tattoo that's planned that's going to be on my abdomen. So I got to mm-hmm. make sure that that thing doesn't look, you know, it doesn't stretch out. It needs to stay flat. <laughs> so I'm committed to do the work. Right. But ease me back in, Reverend. Ease mm. me back in. So I'm, this is to all the trainers out there. Right. Kick our butts. Help mm. us meet our goals. But understand that every now and then we, you know, we need to just be. You need to be phased in, like phase right. ten. It might mm-hmm. get harder and harder the more you play. Right. I'm on phase one. I started over. I'm on phase one. <laughs> don't take me to phase eight. Mm-hmm. Don't take me to phase eight. That ain't fair. That ain't nice. I don't pay you my money to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't pay you my money to do this. I work a lot of jobs to be able to pay you. <laughs> I don't. I don't do. I don't put myself through that amount of stress, Brian, <laughs> to be to be treated so violently. The violent, right. the kingdom suffers violence. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna take it by force. <laughs> I will say no to your exercises, okay, and come back when mm. I feel like it. 
That's all. I just wanted to message right. to the trainers. Treat us better. Treat right. us better. Uh, I was going to do something more serious, but I'm going to double back, double down <laughs> on Chris. Um, this is the second opportunity <laughs> where food has been presented to your family and friends. And I remember when we went to your baby shower. And we didn't have out- no out of wear like meatball. <laughs> not a meatball in sight. So, Chris, you deserve the great You and your wife deserve a great conversation again, right? Because two opportunities. I went, I went in July, and I just went recently. For and we went in December, and we missed in all the black traditions. All the black traditions. So, Christopher Dewanmore, who's a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, you listen to podcasts. Get it together. Get it together. What's the next event? We need to have something that where we need to make sure the, the food next is right. event is going to be Kari's first birthday party. Yes. And if it's not catered towards the adults, Listen. we don't want it. Because first birthday parties are always about the adults. <laughs> it's not about the children. What that one year old going to do? They don't, right. even, they don't even know what's going on. Right. Send that baby to, to um, their grandma house and we have a party after that. A party after that. Now, Chris will tell you almost a year, about nine months in advance. Right. I'm not even bringing birth into the party. Because <laughs> all the one year olds sit in the circle and cry at each other. <laughs> they Listen, don't even do nothing. That's it. So, <laughs> they cry Chris, get it together. And I say this with love. We say it with love. love. We say it with love. love. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> oh, and I did. I get to meet Kari. I sang Isn't him he so spiritual. cute? <laughs> <laughs> he almost got fussing. I said, uh-uh, lift every voice. And he going right on down. He going right on down. I had to introduce him to my craziness early. <laughs> so he sees me again and be like, yeah, that's that uncle. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Great time. We love you, though. We love you, brother. Oh, Brian, before we wrap up the show, mm-hmm. I figured out a jigsaw mystery. Okay. What is that? I know how Khadijah and Sinclair are cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we dad, talked about this. Their dads are brothers. I thought we said that that we, but we didn't. I'm gonna tell you. No, so they never explicitly said it, but it is the only thing that makes sense. So, um, Khadijah and Sinclair both have James mm-hmm. as the last name. Mm-hmm. When her dad came, remember Khadijah's mom and dad was married. When her dad came, uh, and they and Khadijah was born out of that marriage, which means that she carried that last name. And when her dad came in town, they made some reference. He said, "Yeah, you know, that's a James thing." Mm-hmm. It's a, so it it's the only possible explanation, right? That either the dad, yeah, the dads have to be married because if Sinclair's name is James, it mm-hmm. means that her mom took on, you know, mm-hmm. her dad's last name, which makes mm-hmm. them two the Jameses. It's mm-hmm. the only, and that's and that's the other way, right? How mm-hmm. when the, when the grandmother conversation came around, because remember, Khadijah's grand that was Khadijah's mom's mom. Mm-hmm. So when she made reference to like your grandmother died, that was poss- quite possibly mm-hmm. Sinclair's mom's mom that she was referencing, because mm-hmm. we make no mention ever of Khadijah's mm-hmm. paternal grandmother. Got it. So it is the. I mean, it's, it took it takes a lot of rationale, mm-hmm. but it's the. Only thing that makes sense that makes them cousins has to, which also means why she probably flew back and forth to New York and why she was so close to Aunt Rita because she was visiting her cousin, regardless of you know that marriage dissolving. Makes sense, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Mystery solved, mystery solved. Look at you. And if that's not right, Evently Browser, tell me. And you can bring, you can come right. on the show, come to the podcast, and you can and you can explain to us. And so that's not right. How they were related, but 
Um, that's neither here nor there. Y'all know I love a living single. But with that mm-hmm. being said, understood and accepted. This has been yes. another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As a heads up, we're going on break soon. We are. So like we like we always do. Um, but we're gonna Be come prepared. back in 2022 better, stronger, wise. So everything that Marvin Sapp said. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, let the people know <laughs> what we got going on at how they can keep up with us. As always, please do yourself a favor and follow us on all these social media platforms, right? Uh, on Instagram, I am Brian here. I am Josh Rogers, the Jigsaw Podcast website, jigsawpodcast.com. Uh, find us on every streaming platform there is regarding podcasts. Uh, leave a message. Let us know how great we are. Uh, leave us a um, rating, five stars or nothing at all. Uh, share, like, subscribe with all the things you can do to support us. We appreciate you. Always continue to appreciate you. Another way you can kind of show us that you do appreciate us, you can go on to Green Top Gifts right now. Use the promo code Jigsaw20. Again, greentopgifts.com, Jigsaw20 to buy all your gift needs, especially for the holiday season. And before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. Um, the only thing you can do is what you can, while you can, the very best ways that you can, particularly mm. during this holiday season. But whatever you do, do not go into debt and do not get caught with your work undone. We love y'all. Yes. Have a good one. Love you.